Gates of Orchid and Iris is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Remember to like, share, comment, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, talking about situations like that, sex and all that, um, lines and veils. Uh, so session zero, this is where we usually set the lo- uh, lines and veils. Uh, this is a tool for all of us, including the GM and the players. Um, to set boundaries of what we want to roleplay, or what we don't, what can happen in the background, and what absolutely we won't stand for. And uh, let's first start with lines. And for me, like, things I will stop the game and be like, no, this is not cool. Um, rape. No, that's not a thing. Not going to do that. Nope. Um, child abuse. Nope. Um, and oh, there's another one that I'm just like, nope. That, animal that's abuse. Animal yeah, abuse. Yeah. Uh, animal uh, abuse, rape. Stuff. Yeah. Like, I will not role play that. Um, I think that kicking puppies is just so cliche and overdone and horrible. There are many ways to show someone's a horrible person than kicking a puppy. So, yeah. Um, although yeah. I. Are we in agreement that like a werewolf would be different? Like, because that's technically an animal, right? Well, well humans are animals too. Basically, yeah. anything yeah. helpless or defenseless. Basically. Okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah, it's, it's like someone goes goes sees an ant nest and they're like, "Well, I'm gonna just mess it up just because." And it's like, why? There's, no, just stop. Well, it depends. Yeah. Are the ants invading somebody's house? Then yeah, we have a problem. That's yeah. like that's that's the difference. Yeah, but, it's it's someone like just seeing the ant nest and just being like, no, I'm gonna just smack it with a baseball bat. Versus it's not role playing cruelty against things that can't defend themselves. Yeah, uh, yeah. Basically. Um, also, technically, there are things that can enslave a character or a samurai or even a peasant or whatnot. Um, the I mean, shoot, the taint, the corruption. Of the Shadowlands can do mm-hmm. that to a person. Um, is there chances that we might lose our characters this way? What if somebody mm. got sold off? Uh, if you experience like the taint, uh, the corruption of the Shadowlands, even within Rokugan, it, it's like being more possessed or less, almost. Yeah, yeah, it's like being possessed. Oh, so yeah, you turn exactly. to, to a White Walker from Game of Thrones. Sort of. There's different levels to the taint, and usually, I think it's what afflicted. You can still do something about it once the taint's really taken hold. You can mitigate it with jade tea. When it gets much, much further than that, then um, yeah, you're probably gonna get killed by somebody. Yeah, or become a. Especially if you're near my cooney, I guarantee you, you. You get that far into the taint, I'm just... I'm, Spoilers! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also, I mean, uh, Paul, you mentioned yokai. I mean, I'm, I'm sure some spirits can take over a character uh, with some ability or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, so how do you guys feel about possession by ghosts and taint and stuff? Uh, for me, I kind of see it as a roleplay opportunity because I'm not going to like totally take control out, out of your hands. Um, but you know, there's going to be a series of roles and like, 
the struggle against whatever entity is possessing you, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if you're not cool with that, then yeah. I, so you kind I really of, wanna, uh, you kind of want to try that out kind of like how uh, like strife works. Like you, you outburst, but you get to kind of flavor it however you want. It's not like mm-hmm. the GM's going to tell you how you outburst, right? Yep. Yeah. Unmask, sorry. Unmask is the term. <laughs> for for an example, in our real life game, my character was unknowingly given a sword that had obsidian in it. And mm-hmm. in the course of fighting against an Oni, it was basically my character had no choice but to become enraged and attack anybody within sight. And our my team members had to figure out a way of not killing me, but containing me. So it became like a kind of a mechanic and role-playing point at that point. That's how our GM kind of did that of, yeah, you technically got possessed, but it's still mostly within your control. I still got to choose what attacks that I did against them, but I had to attack someone. That's big. How did you feel? As a player? That was... I didn't actually mind that at all because it was like, yeah, I got the feeling that the sword I was given by the person who just was revealed as an Oni is probably going to screw me over because it was whispering to me before that. Oh. <laughs> I was fine with it. As like, far nah, as... those whispers are great. <laughs> as far oh, as um, things like that, uh, I'm sure all of you have seen Critical Role. Um, back in... <laughs> I don't watch Critical Role, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fine. Um, there was a demon sword in the first campaign. I'm not caught up on the second one. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I, I I meant to keep up, and then I got distracted, and then oh no, 20 episodes by, and I guess I'm not gonna be oh, critical role anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, uh, Grog the barbarian had this really cool sword, but it was slowly afflicting him and slowly like talking to him and trying to convince him to do things. And eventually it would have taken over him like entirely. Uh, There was like a buildup to it. And I thought, okay, that's cool. That shows a corruption Mm -hmm. of a character that, that shows like uh, you're, you're fighting between being this really powerful thing with the help of something that's not so good versus maybe not being as powerful, but you have your sanity and the, the whole like draw of power. It it kind of, it kind of felt a lot like, um, it it felt more organic. Uh, So in the L5R game that we're, we were trying to do in person, um, a character got a hold of an inlaid obsidian dagger and um <laughs> yeah uh things happened um I don't, I don't know what that means so obsidian in this game is really bad it's uh like the square square opposite of jade so jade is like holy and pure and uh can vanquish evil but here's obsidian, yep and uh, obsidian is like just uh it's um oh gosh what is that stuff found in a microwave a concentrated evil, basically. <laughs> uh, in a microwave? What? Oh, yeah, that's, how you, that's how you what? get it. <laughs> that's how you make it. What? Sorry, I'm making obscure movie re- references to help my brain. I um, what is that from? It's, um, 
Time Bandits. It's, yeah. It, it, yeah, that. Um, it's a messed up but great movie um, directed by a mad genius, and I recommend it for everyone, but not not to help you with inspiration for this game. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's basically Obsidian is concentrated evil, and you get your hands on it, and uh, you start going into the process of, like, being tainted. It's unholy, basically. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, so it's like a cursed weapon at that point. Yeah. It represents yeah. corruption and that kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, if you combine and, uh, curses with necromancy, that's basically the taint. Yeah, it, it's so, the blood of an Atengu, which is Lord Moon, and yes. it has a great ability to, like, suck in all the negativity in an area, like, all the taint and stuff. So, I mean, technically, I guess it's possible you can find one that's not been tainted. Maybe, but most mm. most likely. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. See, yeah. That would be like an artifact, I think. Yeah. You probably have to like purify it somehow. Yes. Ooh, good luck. That would be <laughs> so, a quest. That would hey, be a quest. And a character um, that did it. So <laughs> this was like early on in the game, and um, like when he went to uh, when his character went to sleep, I had him like do a roll just to see how messed up his dreams would be, etc. So, like, I was planning on a slow build, long game type thing where, um, you know, if A, the other characters didn't discover it, or <laughs> B, if he, uh, if his character kind of went, like, nutso, you know, it would become a whole thing. But, uh, unfortunately, we only played three games, so... <laughs> yeah, and we ended right where Mike Cooney discovered it, so that's fun. Yeah. So, anyways, that's how I like to do things. I like to um, keep it dramatic, keep it, like, kind of a constant background thing, and, um, you know, not take away any any uh, player choice or player, um, whatever that word is. Agency. Agency. Hey, yes, agency. Uh, so my, my brain just went all the way back to the 90s when the Olsen and Olsen detective agency. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> I... So, so go, yeah! Like, uh. Uh, my parents <laughs> may or may not still have the VHSs of all of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Let's talk about not ruining a good thing and applying veils. Yes, so, yeah. Veils are basically soft borders, not as harsh as lines, but uh, they are things that, you know, it's okay, it's cool to have in the game, it's just something that we want to put behind a curtain and leave it there and not roleplay it much. Um, like, um, I know they're not playing, but someone brought up uh, while I was, like, questioning them, uh, they didn't like that idea of you know, seppuku being, like, out in the open and fully described. And I'm cool with that, you know. Um, it's a thing, it's a cultural thing, it's a mechanical thing in this game, but, like, fully going through the motions of, like, describing all of it, yeah, not not really my thing. ...to Shigurui Death Frenzy right there, if you guys have seen that anime. That yeah. one's good, and the most brutal live-action version is actually just called Hirakiri. Ooh. Where he does one scene with the, just a bamboo sword. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's that's harsh. That was crazy. It was a good movie, but heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. I think in that respect. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Oh no, I was just gonna say I'm pretty sure all of us know at Sabuku and Harakiri, like what it involves, and we don't need to go through all of that. It, yeah. And get... Yeah. Yeah. There's no need for like a samurai to go out in screaming agony or whatever. If if not only for the fact that oh. you have to help you, so that way they can stop you from screaming. That that's why there it's was somebody to there. Do screaming that... agony. Well, you're not supposed to scream in agony. That's why there's somebody to Definitely. cut off your head. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, we all can understand that, like. Gory stuff like ultra gore may bug some people. Um, like when you finish off, finish off like uh, enemy or whatever. I mean, that's a little different. And I'll probably ask you how you do it. Um, I just ask not to go into like horrible detail. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think going abstract with it would be very pretty, very beautiful. Like uh-huh. strike like water, you know, kind of explaining what yeah. striking like water looks like. Yeah. Ocean or, wave. So, yeah. so what you're saying is you want us to write a haiku? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. A, a list of haiku, a battle haiku specifically, and right, we're finish off an enemy. Just pick one, check it off, you, move on. Right? You need a haiku <laughs> finishing moves table now. Yes. <laughs> Don't give him any more ideas. Uh, I almost, I almost want to do that now, but my blade oh, swiftly cuts through. Enemies, many. Somebody needs it's to snowing make on Mount Fuji. I'm yeah. not kidding. There's actually a game that, that uh, you battle with haiku. I'm going to find it and post it here some, sometime. We're going Please. on a tangent again. <laughs> yeah. All the tangents. But, you know, this is this is part of what we do with Session Zero is get to know each other, get to know who goes off on wild tangents. and What is uh, this math? So we math all tangents? establish that every veil is required to have a haiku with it. Got it. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> fucking like finishing moves. Yeah, finishing, finishing moves, moves. Just have haiku. I actually, I, I almost like most fields have a haiku to it because um yeah I'm not gonna like role play through sex because I'm not comfortable with any of you for well there's only one person <laughs> that I'm comfortable with. Doing that. The truth comes out. Not wow. comfortable with us and yet DMing us. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want you to. I don't want you to do romance with each other. But me, however, <laughs> it's all about me, though. Everybody wants to date the GM. The GM is the protagonist. Everyone knows yep. this. Yeah, that's why I play all the rest of the characters, so I can have my story. Um, mm-hmm. No, um, yeah, like o- overt sex scenes. Like I don't, I don't want to deal with. That's, like, yeah, it's perfectly I'm, fair. I'm not into it. <laughs> Sam, not with you, Paul. Sorry. Yeah, like those are the two top things. I'm definitely gonna just put a veil over. Um, how about you guys? Anything that like you really don't want to have like role played all the way through? Uh, child murder. Cause like, uh, do you remember the opening to Pirates of the Caribbean three? I think it was. Mm, not much there's a there's like the pirate song and then there's people that are out to hang one of them's a little kid that messed me up for days like i'm not even joking that messed me up for days Uh, well i think that kind of goes under the line of child abuse you know maybe yeah Yeah. most definitely (laughs) yeah i don't like that on screen either it's like a small child has stolen bread because it's like 
the kid is starving. Like that's different than child abuse. That's like okay, you're punishing them as an adult. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Like that, not being on stream would be good. Um, anything else, guys? Like, I know it kind of is also under the umbrella of the ritualized suicide we were talking about, but self harm probably is going to be a veil for me. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that guy's yeah. self-torture, right? It's still within that torture yeah. veil. Yeah, uh, the whole in interrogating somebody, if we get to the point of needing to use physical violence, just kind of uh, get abstract with it. Like, skip a scene, you come back, and he's got bruised eyes. Okay, cool. We get it. We know yep. what happened. End with a haiku and then come back. Got it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, you're going to need so many haiku. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess uh, one thing, it, I mean, I'm, I can tolerate it, but I don't like it. it. It falls under the whole rape category. Just even sexual coercion, it pisses me off. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, will, it, I will have to, like, act it, if somebody is, like, catcalling and yeah, that sort of thing. Like, That's not, not cool. In a certain comfortable context, I can tolerate it. Playing with strangers, I'll probably just get really mad. Not that I'd lash out, but I just, I'd be sitting there seething. <laughs> like, to be honest, I don't think any of us as players would do that. It's more, yeah. Paul, don't make the NPCs do this. <laughs> or yeah. if you do, prepare for them to get destroyed. By yeah, a whole they're going to get whooped. <laughs> yeah, so far, it doesn't sound like anybody wants to play the sexy trademark character. Um, no. But one thing that is kind of commonplace with um, you know feudal systems and I guess even well either European or with uh, any other setting like this one is um, having adultering relationships where it, you're not exactly in an open relationship with your your par uh, partner but still though I mean a lot of people have their on the side you know mm -hmm. you mean either a concubine or a mistress. Whatever yeah. it may be, whatever flavor I'm, suits you. I'm fine with whatever kind of sex acts people want to do. I just don't like when people try and force others to do things they don't want to do and involve sex. If that yeah. makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Just uh just whole life it's just been one of those things where it makes me really mad. Yes. <laughs> Noted. And yeah. But yeah, um, you already know that. Yeah, I already know that. But I think, I think, not I think everybody else does. Yeah. yeah. I think it goes without saying for this group, um, like the whole trope of bury your gaze. This is this not, this not, you know, have, have like shit happen to gay people and yeah. whatnot just specifically because they're gay. Like, yeah. I think that worse, uh, the, the, the in real life cultures it draws upon um, has a fetish, fetishization of such things, but. It's a little weird. It's it's different. It's well, different. in modern day, in modern day, it's uh it's pretty taboo. But like way back in the day, like like gay male relationships were pretty common, at least as far as like Japan and samurai. It was commonplace, at least enough that it like it wasn't a big deal. Um, but then certain things happened and not so much anymore. 
I can't uh, name any names, but whenever uh, the Catholic Church stuff started coming over, I guess. Uh, think about think think about the, the church. Um, so uh, that will bring up another veil. Let's not like. I personally am an atheist. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I do not begrudge anyone their religion. However, when people first forced their way into an isolationist society that wanted nothing to do with them, they kind of maybe sort of tortured the people who converted to Christianity. See, yeah, see, Samurai Champlo. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for spoiler. Um, that is a thing that happened. Like, yeah, really... that that is a thing that happened. Yeah, and that's. Uh, I think the only close thing to something like that is the was it the something land a perfect land sect that's in the new fiction for L Five R. But we, uh, outside of that, there's like kind of a um, still think they're just call up Buddhist kind of philosophies. Of course, Bushido. Yeah, I mean, um, um, ancestor worship. Yeah, I how I was gonna go about the world is they're open to things. They're not gonna go like go out right and torture like people because you know um, somebody has a slightly different idea. It's they'll go after the people who are like, yeah, we're evil people with blood magic, blah. So yeah, organized yeah. blasphemy, as it's called. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a, a fine line, uh, especially in in the rules of like, this is good stuff, this is bad stuff, and, um, yeah, I kind of kind of like that black and white because in my reality there are too many grays, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Gates of Orchid and Iris. Remember to like, share, comment, review, and subscribe to our podcast. You can also support us through the listener support button on our anchor.fm page. That's anchor.fm slash G-O-I-L-5-R.